This is episode 23 on the Millennial Life School podcast on living a life of joy with Amy Park. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30 something year olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Millennial Life School podcast. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. And I'm super excited to share with you guys this episode because it's with my good friend, Amy Park. Amy Park, she is a Korean-American actor, host, model, and also a mindset and a life coach. And Amy, as an actor, you know, her past projects include her recurring role in This Is Us, The Middle, and Fractured. And she really is someone who is just super passionate about storytelling in order to bring hope and to just genuinely connect with people. Um, and as a mindset and life coach, she has a program, Awakened Joy, where she helps clients attract and create the life that they really desire. Um, in this episode, we talk about you know how she got started in her acting career. We talk about pain and what it teaches us and what people can do to step into a mindset of abundance. We talk about our morning routine and about how our heritage and culture even affects our mindset. So I'm super, super excited for this one. I had so much fun, as always, just talking with Amy. So let's just get right in. Mom, oh my. This, this is Millennial uh, Life School Podcast with Sharon Kiron Han. <laughs> First of all, I just want to welcome you officially to the Millennial Life School Podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I forgot we're like recording. I just, I forgot. <laughs> I know. I just got so excited. I was like, oh my God, Amy. Like, uh. I know. I was like, wait a second. Am I here to catch up or am I here to the podcast? Yes, I'm here. Hello, I know. hello. Thank you so much for having me here. No, it's honestly such an honor. And I'm so freaking happy and so excited for this. Like, I, I think me you too. and I, we have such a history. And it's so funny. Like you mentioned before when we were catching up, just like I've seen you since freshman year in Boston University, in your theater days, running around. You're so freaking busy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my yeah. Like, literally, I'm like, you do not, like, you cannot say that I was not busy because we literally had class from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, midnight, even 2 a.m. all-nighters. Like, it was insane. Yeah, I remember so. you showing me your schedule on your phone, and I'm like, like, literally, like, what? <laughs> Like everything so is crazy. just crazy. Yeah. And I remember, um, like, when I first met you, it was so cool because I actually, up until that point, I think you are probably the first Asian person that I met in person yeah. who's doing acting or even yeah. just, like, pursuing a career in acting. Absolutely. So I remember, like, wow, like, this is so cool. And before that, I didn't even know there was, like, a theater major in BU because all the people that I knew were, like, SMG, you know, school of management, business, you know, like I was, yeah. So yeah. literally all the Koreans that I met in BU until you is all like SMG for business or mm -hmm. engineering, undecided. Or CAS, or, was it CAS? Yeah. 
See, Pass. it's like the, yeah, or communications. Communicom, that's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. But like, so but mostly business. I think so. And um, well, I mean, you're not very wrong because I was the only female Asian American um, theater major in my grade. So there was nobody else in my grade who I could really kind of turn to in terms of like, hey, sister, you know, like you and me, you know, we're in this together. Like it wasn't like that. And, um, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. I think I had to really stand up for myself a lot. Um, really had to understand what my identity was. I think college truly was the biggest gift and and me reclaiming my love for being an Asian American and um, loving myself and feeling empowered because I think up until then, like even in high school, I mean, high school is a pretty tough time for a lot of people, you know, you're like, who am I? What's my identity? You know, and, um, and, and just really trying to understand who you are. But I feel really blessed that my parents always supported me in, you know, like pursuing my dreams. Mm -hmm. And I think because they allowed me to truly um, explore whatever I wanted, it gave me that inherent confidence that I can do anything Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, put in my all because nothing is stopping me. And um, that has been one of the greatest gifts I will never, ever forget. That's amazing. When did yeah. you first like feel like, wow, I want to do acting? Since I was five. What? Since um, I was watching That's So Raven on Disney Channel. Uh-huh. Have you I remember that? that? Of course, of course. The, the look, like, right? <laughs> it's It was like the best show for me. Like, I absolutely love the connections that um, Raven and her, like, her family had with her, with her parents and her siblings and with Chelsea and, you know, and it was just like, I wanted that so bad. She just was so confident in who she was. And I think, I don't think I realized it then, but you know, she was also a person of color. And I think in tune that made me feel like I can be whoever I want to be. I can strive to be this, you know, badass person and, Mm -hmm. you know, just be confident in who I am. And just seeing her so free and so expansive and, and unapologetic, something about that I was like, she makes me laugh, she makes me cry, she makes me feel empowered, and that is how I want to emanate to the world as well. Wow. Yeah, at, at five years old, I know it's so young, but it TV changes people, movies change people. I mean, that's why I think media is such a, a power outlet for for every generation, you know, it's the thing that sticks forever. Yeah, I agree. So F5, that's so Raven. And from that, did you like ask your mom to sign you up for acting classes or? Yes. So, um, okay, let's see. I, well, you know this, right? When I was eight, I was like recruited to, you know, become like a Korean pop star and like was doing the crazy. Yeah. I think I told you, um, It was intense, you know? I thought it was, like, Mm -hmm. older. Um, When I was older, I was doing other, like, acting Mm -hmm. Korean stuff. But at eight, yeah, that was kind of when I was really getting into, um, you know, because when you're doing K-pop route, you have to be really young, and they scout you, and, like, you know, you move to Korea. So I was getting in the process of that. And, um, uh, I mean, everyone's perspective is totally different. So... 
you know, this, I'm just, this is just my story, but um, they said that I had to get plastic surgery when I was uh, eight years old. And for me, someone else dictating how I need to look and how I should look really didn't sit well with me. And um, I said no. So I didn't sign the contract. Um, I really, it just, something about that said, I want to stick, I want to stay true to who I am. And um, that isn't going to give me happiness. And I think I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be a Korean pop star. I'm going to turn to America. <laughs> mm. I'm going to just pursue acting in America. And I did take a couple of acting classes. Um, I did go to modeling school for a really long time because I was like the only way I could really explore mm -hmm. that part of me because in my high school, middle school, we didn't really have a prominent theater program. It wasn't like known for theater. We were very mm -hmm. known for sports. Um, and eventually in high school, one of my English teachers, she saw me do a, like a recite a, a monologue. Um, it was like a Shakespeare monologue. And she was like, you need to do forensics. And I was like, what is that? Uh -huh. And basically it is a speech and debate, but a lot of it was cultivated in acting. And I started pretty late. I started in like sophomore year, sophomore, yes, end of sophomore year. And, um, I was pretty good at it. So it was like, you know, top, uh, I did dramatic interpretation. So basically you can cut up any story, any story you want and, and cut it down into 10 minutes. And you do like a whole one woman man show for 10 minutes. Wow. And you basically compete with that. Um, you do it within your uh, forensics league, like New Jersey. And then, um, if you do get into nationals, you compete nationally. So um, I started late sophomore year, but I started doing pretty well. I, I ranked up in always like top six um, in my league. And I just started to realize, okay, like I'm actually pretty good at this. Um, let me get deeper into that. And because the speech and de debate was actually the only real tangible thing that made me really happy in high school. I was severely depressed. And um, that was kind of like the only outlet that made me really happy. And I was really grateful for it. Um, I started pursuing that on junior year. And then that is when I manifested my, um, my New York, uh, NYU Tisch Summer program for, for acting. I think a thousand, mm. thousand plus people applied and they only accepted, I think, 12. So it was, it was a summer that changed my life. It was a summer that really confirmed this is what I need to do. I am an actor. Nothing's going to make me happier. And um, I'm just so blessed because I've met my best friends there. Even my best friend, Claudia, who I met at the NYU mm -hmm. Tucson program, we both ended up going to Boston University together. Like crazy. It's insane. And she's from Puerto Rico. It's not like she's like in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's so crazy how fate happened. Um, but I know it was meant to be in, in, in all of those ways. Um, and then in senior year, um, I did dramatic interpretation and also duo interpretation and, um, we won states like for duo. Yeah. We won first place and we went, went to go nationals again. And I, I loved it so much. Like I miss it. I miss it a lot. I miss I, being I, a yeah. storyteller. So, yeah, I know how much you love acting. Yeah, it's so amazing. And like, it's bringing me to tears. 
Yeah, and I remember in when we were in college, I watched you do like a live theater show, and that was just yeah. so amazing. That blew my mind. Just like <laughs> it was so good, and I think it really moved me. And just like because I'm so used to watching people act on TV, but yeah. actually watching people act live in theater was just different. Yeah, you can feel their energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can. And that's what I love. I mean, I love film and TV, but like I started from theater, you know, mm. so it's, it's different. It's, it's more, I guess, tangible, I guess. Mm. Um, I've obviously had a lot more time doing theater than I have film and TV because I kind of just grew up doing mostly theater. Mm. But it's something so special where every performance is different and it's, yeah. it's original on its own. Even if you're saying the same words, there's a new, you know, light bulb that comes out every day. Yeah. Oh, I miss oh. it. <laughs> I know. So, you know, I remember you telling me the story about like, you know, the Korean agency and them wanting you to get plastic surgery. And yeah. actually that's why I always thought when you told me that story that you were older, because I didn't think like you were eight, eight years old, mm-hmm. in second grade, right? Like I was like third grade. Yeah. Okay. Second, third grade, eight years old. And I remember, yeah, I, I can't imagine like someone telling a freaking 80 year old that they need plastic surgery. I mean, I mean, you know, this, the Korean culture is a little different. Um, and I, I understand from their point of view, like they're looking for a specific look, you know, it's their mm-hmm. brand, but I'm my own human being and like, yeah. I want to choose how I want to look, but my face wasn't even developed enough <laughs> to even know what I was going to look like. You know, like I look so different from when I was eight years old. Mm. Um, thank you, puberty. <laughs> but but for, um, I'm so proud of the eight year old because mm. I, I feel like she really stood up for herself yeah. and um, I'm proud that she didn't let someone else dictate, you know, how she was going to live her life. And um, I'm so proud of myself for just continuously saying no to things that wasn't serving my highest good. Mm. And, and that in turn, I think really helped with my passion for manifestation. Mm. I mean, for me, the, the NYU program was, I think my first big, you know, manifested outcome. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then just, you know, doing, winning first place for the new the the national forensics league like in new jersey and then going to nationals twice and um getting a full ride from boston university you know like i really do believe all of those things happen because i stay true to what i wanted and what was going to bring me inherent joy Mm. and um i think that's why i started to really get interested in Mm. the law of attraction Mm-hmm. because all of it, I mean, I think this is what I love life coaching and acting so much because it all stems to my purpose, which is fueled with emotion, uh-huh. with acting and, you know, storytelling, you emote, right? <laughs> of course you're, you're humanizing everything. And with life coaching, what are you using? You're using emotion. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderful because I get to use both and I think becoming a life coach, starting my program, Awaken Joy, mm-hmm. has truly made me become a better listener, which has made me a better yeah. actor. And it goes full circle because becoming a better actor made me a better listener, made me a better life coach. And 
I just have so much fun because mm -hmm. life coaching is also an exchange of energy. You mm -hmm. know this, Sharon. Mm -hmm. You feel it when they're when they're feeling it. Like they get really excited and happy. Like that makes me cry. <laughs> it makes me so ecstatic. And I love going on that journey which with each of my clients. Yeah. And really guiding them. And eventually, you know, it's it's them who get to decide that they want to pursue that joy, right? That they want to truly create the lives that they really, really want. So honored and lucky that I get to be there to be their cheerleader with them. And it has been one of the greatest gifts, I think. And, and life has been so recent for me. I only started about five months ago. Mm -hmm. Crazy. But that's also changed my life. And it, it doesn't stem too far from my purpose of, you know, wanting to leave that message to the world of you got one life to live. So you've got to live it to the fullest. Yeah. So good. And it's so, it's so amazing. Just like, you know, we talked about this, about All starting coaching and like, you know, like talking about this and it's so amazing because you literally, you're someone who just like exude joy. Like <laughs> Sharon, right back at you, right back at you, sister. <laughs> but like, and I think that's why, like even in college and stuff like that, we had so much fun when we hang out because yes. we were just so positive. And I remember we talked about this because yeah. I think very inherently, like we are very positive mm -hmm. people. People yeah. think we're like the sun and it's yeah. like the biggest compliment. Yeah. And I love that. Like, and I think, I don't know. It's so funny because there, there's been times because I don't know why, but for me, I choose joy. Like you said, like choosing joy for yourself. And for mm -hmm. me, I choose to be joyful. I choose to be happy. And I think because I've trained myself over, over the years to, to look at situations and, you know, basically life coaching, what life coaching is, is looking at a situation and you analyze it and you shift it around and you're like, oh, okay, this is what's been bothering you. Oh, can we look at a, at a different perspective? Yes. Oh, can it possibly be like this? And yes. realizing that, and I think you and I, we, we've just like trained ourselves where we look at situations and we, t we find meaning even in the heart, even in yeah. the things like, like even just now when you're mentioning, you know, what happened with you at eight years old, someone telling you that you need to get plastic surgery, but taking that and being, being like, you know what? I think that's when I really learned to stand up for myself and to oh, yeah. stay true to who I am as opposed yeah. to like, that's when like, I realized I'm not pretty enough X, Y, Z, you know, and just like absolutely. going down that road. So it's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. um, sorry, you're cutting out. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you and I are like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> um, but going along with that actually, and this is really hard because you have to sit down and be very, very, very honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I notice that when people talk about themselves, they talk about themselves like they are the victim of their own story. Mm. And that is really important to call yourself out on. And that's hard, right? To say, wow, I've been talking to myself and, and treating myself as a victim. And sometimes a lot of us aren't ready yet to um, recognize that yet. But once you allow yourself to really remove yourself from that victim mentality, you can now come from a different perspective, right? Because you, you and I know this, 
if our life was a book, right? You and I are the creators, the authors, the main character of the And when you read any book, any movie, any TV show, right? As the main characters, the chuingong, right? Like, we're not victims. We're mm-hmm. like the heroes. We're someone who goes through something difficult, obviously. Why would we be here if we weren't supposed to experience hardships and grow from them, right? I, I really believe that like God has created us so that we can grow into the things, into teachings that he's taught us so that we can be who we're meant to be. And he wouldn't be putting these obstacles in our way if we weren't able to go through them. I really, really believe that. Because no, I, I agree. I, I really think like our, there's purpose behind our story. Like yes. you know, every single thing that we go through, there's a pers- purpose behind it because that's what makes us who we are. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, oh, that's, oh, you know, that's like all the hardships that I had to go through. But it's just like, holy, I, I am so grateful that that has happened because I have more compassion, more empathy. I'm able to relate to people. I'm able to really understand that like pain has been a gift and I started to really thank pain instead of being feeling like pain is though the worst enemy but pain is just a teacher to teach to to teach me to come back to myself because I believe that we are all love just having a human experience yeah and we're That's meant so right? And we're meant to go through all of these highs and these lows because if you really look at it from a bird's eye view, think about a song. How boring would a song would be if it was one note yeah. or just one high note or one low note. A song has a chorus. It has all these things because mm-hmm. it is meant to go through these waves. We're meant to go through something to experience that thing. And, and to feel grateful. I mean, why do we live such long lives? Because we're meant to, we're meant to live it. Yeah. I think even a minute is yeah. a long time if you put it into perspective. I so agree. It's and really what you do with that minute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know if you know this, I was watching uh, this YouTube video of, she's a neuroscientist, but she's talking about the science and quantum physics and how that all works. She's mm. talking about this guy who won like the Nobel Prize for this like mathematician on like quantum physics and things like that. Like, you know, the stuff that I can't really fully understand, but really <laughs> smart people. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but she said that, you know, based on his research and things like that, what it comes down to when you break apart like who we are. So, you know, obviously there's energy that flows in and out of us and there's you know, we are stars. Yeah, there's so many things that we cannot see, but like things happen. For example, even like mind, like the way that we think, even though we can't yeah. see it, even our thoughts, even if we can't see the words and the thoughts, like what yeah. we think in our mind has so much power over body and everything, right? Everything. And mind is everything. Yeah. And then, and so he talks about how actually when you break down into like who we are, he said, when you look at it, we're all just like waves of love, like waves of energy, which is love. Yeah. And then there's this like source of love that really Mm -hmm. just like fuels everything. So 
basically in the simplest form it's like we are created in love yeah or love to to be loved and to love absolutely that the way you put it is perfect um i actually just sent out like sometimes i send out um like awaken joy emails mm-hmm. to you know just to my email list and the most recent one that i actually sent was we are made of the same things as the stars mm-hmm. and it's real it's science and when you really think of it like that you start to realize oh my god i'm amazing i'm so unique there's truly no one else in this world who is you and that is why you are here mm-hmm. you're here to spread your purpose your love your joy and i don't know why but somewhere along the line society we have forgotten that and it breaks my heart but it's not too late which is why i get so excited to guide people back to who they just are yeah because the core of who you are like you said is love mm-hmm. and we are amazing we are truly i there is really no word for it mm-hmm. but it's like once you truly tap into the worth of who you are and and really come to see who you are for 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 the core of who you are like when you're thinking like back when you were like 5 years old you were so expansive like you know people love watching videos of babies laughing and they're like eh! like how are we not how are we any different who says we can't be that anymore right we're we're all children just wearing bigger pants and for me I'm always trying to get back to my childlike state. Mm. I'm always just trying to put fun and integrate more fun into my life because that has made me a better attractor, a better manifester, a better friend. Because why does life got to be so serious? It doesn't. Yeah. Life so, is meant to be lived. Yeah. So, can you walk us through in terms of like you said in high school it wasn't a good time and you know yeah. speech and debate that was the only thing that was giving you joy but you were just depressed inside. Oh yeah, I was so depressed. Oh my gosh. Um I didn't want to live. I I didn't want to be on earth. There were days I wanted to die. Uh yeah. Felt like I had no purpose. And uh it breaks my heart seeing that girl now. um because i wish i could tell her that she was so amazing and that she was bringing so much joy but in a way it's like maybe i had to go through that so that i understand what people also had to go through um you know growing up was really really hard my my parents we we didn't have a great um living situation i you know i didn't have a good relationship with my dad as you know and i just felt so lost and i didn't like high school because i was upset because it wasn't uh an arts high school mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like why am i learning all these things when i know i'm going to be an actor mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that was really funny but looking at it in hindsight I am so grateful for my friends because to this day I'm still friends with all of them like my my crew. Oh my gosh, I'm so so grateful for them. Um and you know, 
high school is hard for everyone in some way, shape or form. So I'm sure I know I'm not the only one who's felt that way. I know that. Why do, then, why, why do you think like in high school, you know, you couldn't find that joy? I don't think I knew my purpose. Mm. I don't think I knew what, cause I was like, I think for me, I already knew what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I felt like I had all these barriers. I lived in such a haunted house. I lived in, in, in a house that really did not cultivate a lot of love. Mm. Um, you know, just seeing no joy in, in my parents. Mm. Um, and, you know, I did, but it was perspective. You know, I did see the glass really empty. Mm. And I was, I just kept saying like, college is my way out college is my way out. That is when I'm going to be happy. That is when I'm going to be happy. And yes, like that college really was incredible. And I had the most amazing time. However, um, I had, I had a different perspective in high school. It could have been different, right? Mm -hmm. Had I had this perspective, (laughs) the perspective Mm -hmm. where I see the glass full and I see the positive and everything, it could have been different, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't there yet. And you know what? That's okay. Cause everybody has their journey. Right. And I was only what, 16 years old, 14 years old. <laughs> I, I have to give myself a break. That's a really, that's a young age and she's still figuring out who she is and um, just unable to express a lot of the trauma that, sh- that has been built inside of her. Mm. Um, I'm so grateful that now I'm healing. Mm. And now I get to hold her and be by her side. And she, I'm so happy that she kept like pursuing her dream and kept fighting, you know, to be who she is because I am really proud of who I am today. I really am. And I get to make that choice every day. You know, I get to wake up and I do my morning rituals every day. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to do this, but it's like, why do I meditate? Why do I journal? Mm -hmm. Why do I answer all these questions to make myself happier? Because Mm -hmm. these are the fundamental basics that, you know, truly remind me of my joy. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it takes work. Yeah. But it's like, it's like fitness. You, you got to work out every day. You got to eat healthy. You got to, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It, it's like, this is me going to the gym for my mind, my mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Yeah. You know this. So yeah. True, yeah. And oftentimes like we don't, we don't realize that, that our mind is like, we need to train our mind. Yeah. People don't think about that. And it's, we don't learn it in school. Yeah, we do. I know. And I feel like this is the stuff that like we should teach, you know, high school students, middle school students, like learning yes. about their thoughts and how their mind really affects yes. their body and their world and their perspective and their future, you know? Absolutely. And it makes me so sad that we don't learn about, you know, self-help and joy and mental yeah. health yeah. in, you know, even in elementary school, yeah. a lot of my trauma started in middle, uh, in elementary school, like deep rooted sadness. And I, I wish it had started since we were young. Um, 
but I think now things are changing, which I'm so grateful for. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I have such a gift now that I, I found, which is also why I get so excited to, mm -hmm. to spread that with other people. Um, yeah. yeah, which no, is why I'm so, I love that <laughs> no, because I yeah. see you and I'm like, Oh my God, like, yeah, you really have that gift in you and it is very special. And you, you really are able to ignite that joy in people's lives. And I know that because I've seen you. And also, <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm so happy. And I'm so freaking proud of you. Like, seeing where you're at. Because I know, remember, that, remember 2016 after graduating when we moved to LA around the same time? Just you and me. Just you yeah. and me. Yeah. And it was just like, you're pretty much the only person that I knew in LA from my school. Yeah. And yeah. And it's so crazy. We came here, we had all these big dreams, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I am so proud of you for quitting your job and going to Bali. Dude. Yeah. I have to give credit to you because I wouldn't even have known about Bali if it weren't for you. Cause for those who are listening, you know, Amy, she went to Bali and she came back and she told me about, she told me about Bali and you, you're the one who told me about the whole co-working space there yes. and all these people. And you're like, Sharon, you're going to love it there. Yes. And, and I started to research it and I realized like, oh my God, like this is actually really possible. So yes. I just want to say thank you for expanding my mind. Thank you for trusting me and trusting yourself. And, you know, there are people who can also just take in and listen to what I had said and not taking action, but you took action because you believed that you were worthy of something better. You believe that you are worthy of a job that was going to make you happy than sit in that same nine to five job because you were miserable. And I was like, this is not you, Sharon. This I is know. not you. Go to Bali. <laughs> I know, I know. I know I feel like everyone knew like Sharon like this is this is not you like and you saw me you saw how miserable I was so sad, yeah. and like for me very naturally I was always really positive yes, and there wasn't always. much that I was complaining about but then like with the, the job, job like that's like the only thing where I'm like I just really feel like I'm wasting my time like I really feel like this is not my purpose and so oh, absolutely yeah. And like for you, like since we moved since 2016, like I know that you've been through a lot of different things, a lot of processing, a lot yeah. of healing, yeah. you know, and along with healing, that means a lot of pain and hurt is coming up, but I've seen you heal and I've seen you like really dig into that and express that and, and to share that, man, like I know all the things that you've been through and like seeing where you're at right now, it's just like literally transformation and like, wow, so freaking amazing. Like that's all I can say. Like just seeing, seeing the transformation that you've had and seeing where you're at, even with your mindset coaching with Awake and Joy and like, I, Thank yeah. Thank you so much. Amy, like. You're making me cry. <laughs> I think I have that freaking Alice cried like five different times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Alice and I, we know how to cry. <laughs> and oh, wow. So I just, I think it's also because like 
both like all of us like we we have such history and we've seen each other throughout the years yes wow i have yeah i've known you for for eight years eight nine years yeah oh my god that sounds weird (laughs) did you know today was the day we graduated i think oh my god really at least it was for me for ca for cfa Oh, yeah, do May fifteenth, May sixteenth, sometime around this time. Oh my god! We graduated college four years ago. Wow. Yeah, insane. And it's but, you know, it's like it was such an amazing journey, though. It was. <laughs> you know I've I'm recognizing right now, the core of who you and I are have mm. always been the same. Mm. Even if it's today, and even if it was eight years ago or eight nine years ago. Yeah, you and I have always, the the core has always been the same, I think. Mm, I I agree. But it's like we've matured, we've grown. And I think one thing is like, we've really learned to step into the authority of who we are. Yes. Yeah. What made you say yes to yourself? Like what made you say, you know what, I'm quitting my job. There's a a process, Mm -hmm, you know, to mm -hmm, do that. mm -hmm. Like, what was your mindset? Yeah, I think I came to a point, and you know everything that was going on around that time when I quit my yes. job. You know everything yes. that's happening. With, <laughs> you know, dating a guy, yes. like my parents and everything. Yes. Yeah. I think the whole process was, I came to a point when I sat down, and I remember sitting at my desk and just thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, like up until this point, I feel like I've just made decisions based on someone else's expectation of who I should be. And so, for example, you know, like, I think a lot of it had to do with the whole situation, with the whole dating situation and stuff like that, you know, where I was dating, Mm, dating this guy and my parents didn't agree with him. And then, so I broke up with him, but then I was like, why did I just break up with this guy? Because my parents didn't agree. And then I started questioning everything about my decisions of like, what? Like, how many decisions did I make based on my parents' expectation of who I should be, based on society's expectation of who I should be? And that was a huge one, too, because I was so conscious of, like, oh, my God, what are people going to think of me? Um, And just, like, everything. And I realized, like, wow, I don't even know how to make a decision for myself. Like, for example, I go to Starbucks. You know, Starbucks has, like, I don't know, 600 different menus that you can choose from. (laughs) And, like, you know, you can customize everything, but yeah. I never knew what to get at Starbucks. I always, I remember I would just be in line. I would Google most popular drinks at Starbucks mm. as in mm. like just going with whatever most people get and just being like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is what I'm going to get because most people get this, you gotcha. know, you never really thought outside the box, never yeah, questioned never, like, but do I actually like this? Yeah. I never really questioned like, what do I like, you know? And then, like, growing up, because I'm, like, the younger sister, even in terms of my outfits and things like that, I would always ask my sister, like, oh, should I wear this? Or what do you think? And then, like, I couldn't even shop for myself because I just didn't trust myself to make decisions on my own. So even shopping, I would always take my sister or something like that. And then I would find something that I think is really cute. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cute. Should I get it? My sister would be like, sure, no, that's so ugly. Don't get it. Get this. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll get this. And then 
So I came to a point where I'm like, wow, I don't even know what I like anymore because I'm so used to asking everyone around me, what should I like? Who should I be? And so at that time, I was so fed up. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I was just so fed up with society. I was just so fed up with everything. And like, I remember yeah. going into work and, you know, like those shiny, yes. the, the building that I used to work was really pretty. It had all these like flowers and stuff like that. I, I worked at the same building. I interned at the oh, same yeah. one. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. I know, I know that building. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. It's all shiny. And I remember thinking like, are these like, is this like a beautiful building or I just feel like I'm in a jail surrounded by like a glass jail. Like it was just like a glass around. It's not very different, right? You're contained. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt so trapped and I realized like, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I need to learn what it means to be me. And I need to take that step and take, take ownership of who I am. Yeah. So I think I really started the process of really soul searching. Like I didn't know at that time what I needed to do. But I just felt like, you know, God was just telling me, like, Sharon, like, like, what gives you joy? You know, yeah. what are the things that gives you joy? And just walk towards that thing. So I started thinking, okay, what gives me joy? Oh, I love, I find joy when I'm encouraging people. I mm. love, I love it when mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by passionate, creative people. Yeah. Um, I love being able to, like, I love, like, how media works to impact lives. And I, you know, so I just started writing down all the things that gives me joy. And then from there, I just started exploring. And then I made the decision to go to Bali because, I mean, obviously you had a huge part in it because you're like sending me plane tickets. You're like, sure, you could go to Bali for $500. And Yes. I went to, I went to Bali twice for $400. Round wow. trip. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe I went to Bali three times in a year. That, that, I mean, it speaks to how much it 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 is like home for my soul. It really is. You, yeah. you know this. It's so, yeah. it's different there. Yeah. It and is. I didn't even know, like, and I think growing up in, you know, a country like America, you, you don't know exactly what is out there. And I had no idea that like I could go to Bali and be living for like with $500 a month in luxury, you know, <laughs> like. It, it's like, there's a term, uh, Balionaire. Mm, I know. Like yeah, literally, literally. I, felt, I felt like I was a millionaire there. I'm like, oh my god! Literally, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I felt I mean, really take things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going to Bali has made me so grateful, like so so grateful for and just like oh, a dollar actually is a lot, you know. Yeah. And um, especially when oh, it really made me look at my privilege. Like mm-hmm. when someone's like, oh, you're from America, oh, like you have like um like the the rich money or something something of that and and it really broke my heart because mm. i i don't think i really understood my privilege until i started traveling yeah and um going to bali has made me become a better giver like mm. i would just give so much um because i, I realized that we are so inherently abundant mm. because if you start thinking scarcity mindset and thinking that oh like this is expensive or, you know, I can't afford that. Then you're going to create that reality for yourself. So actually going to Bali, going to, I mean, that was the first time 
uh, going to Bali this time around, I really, really understood abundance. And that was my first um, 10K month, more than 10K. Yeah. And it, it really put things into perspective that like, yeah, of manifestation, attracting what I want because I'm in such a place of gratitude mm. and really giving a lot. I thank Bali for that. No, that's so amazing. It. No, I think giving is so key when it comes to living yes. in that abundant mindset. Mm-hmm. And like, really, I think you have to start with the mindset and the heart of giving. Because yes. the act of giving is you recognizing what you have yeah, and that you have enough. Exactly. Exactly. And when you give, you're giving that energy, right? Whether it's money or food or letters. Um, I love this book. It's called um, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And one of the chapters, it's the law of giving. Mm-hmm. And he's like, just like the, you know, the trees are meant to grow and the sun is meant to shine and like the blood in our bloodstream is meant to flow. We are meant to be abundant. Wow. And that was so beautiful because like we said, we are love, right? Mm-hmm. We are essentially to our core love and love is so ever expansive and there is no limit on love. So how are we any different? Mm-hmm. Right. And That's the moment good. I started to really recognize that, yeah, I was giving, I was just giving and giving and giving because I knew it was all going to come back to me in tenfolds. And mm. it really has. I mean, me manifesting this dream house and this dream location. Oh my gosh. Like a year ago, Sharon, I think, I, I think you knew this. I had $16 in my bank account with no savings. Mm. I had nothing. Like, like I didn't even know, I, I didn't have enough money to buy groceries. And I was just like, I can't live like this anymore because I was in such a scarcity mindset thinking that I didn't have enough of anything. And so to really reprogram my mindset Mm. and come from, no, that is not true. I have $16. That is a lot of money. um, If you put into perspective of like, who is saying that? Right. Mm. And I was like, okay, I am abundant. I am, I am abundant. And I started to write down all the things that, I wanted and that I knew I was going to manifest. And that night I remember journaling, like no more, no more Mm -hmm. scarcity mindset, no more believing that I'm not worthy of what I want. I say yes. (laughs) And in the six months, um, you know, uh, in the timeline in September, when my mom had cancer, you know, this, Mm -hmm. I had to um, move out of my, my place so I can take care of my mom um, in New Jersey And so from September until January, I just really hunkered down and started creating my dream place. I was like, this is the exact location that I'm going to be living Mm -hmm. um, in West Hollywood, you know, like in this kind of house with the high ceilings and the white walls and my master bedroom and, you know, lots of land to walk on, blah, blah, blah. I literally created it. You know, I'm here in just six months because I believed that I was worthy. And that's just, you know, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the many things I've manifested into my life. Wow. But the core of all of it is just knowing and believing that I can have it and that I deserve it. And aligning with that energy, aligning with that want and not putting it on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. If you What's say, uh-huh. 
um, such as like, oh, I'm never going to be able to afford this house. Mm. Well, I'm never going to be able to get that dream job or I'm not good enough for that role or I'm not this. That person's not going to like me. Says who? Mm. Says who? You are the only person who gets to dictate that. And if you say no, then the universe is going to say, all right, then you're not. <laughs> like you shut it down. Yeah. But if you say no, I am worthy. Are you kidding me? I am worthy of everything that I want. That's why I'm here. I am possible. Mm, yes. When you, yes. And, and I don't know if you know this, but like the word impossible, mm -hmm. I'm possible. It's how you look at it. <laughs> how you look at it. Exactly. And seriously, everything that I've ever wanted in my life, I feel like I've gotten because I just said yes. I mean, you know this, even with um, my role in This Is Us. For a whole I year, know, I dude, so amazing. <laughs> I just kept saying, I'm going to be a recurring on This Is Us as a Korean American, and I'm going to be doing it alongside Sterling K. Brown. It was just like something I just kept saying, and people thought it was crazy. But I was like, no, it's happening. And it happened. Yeah. So, like, for people, I know, like, you know, there's a lot of people walking in, in scarcity mindset where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I can't do that. I don't have enough. And mm -hmm. They just, they're in this mindset where they're like, yeah, I just, like you, like we, we talked about, like a victim mindset. So yes. for those people who are walking in that scarcity mindset, how can they step into that abundant mindset? It's really recognizing your fears is the first step and mm -hmm. where your scarcity mindset comes from. So I do a whole lesson on this. Um, a lot of awakened joy is about removing the scarcity mindset so we can tune into the, the abundance of who we are. And um, I, t I lead my clients into this whole um, framework where we recognize what fear we have, whether it's self-doubt, worthlessness, feeling like we're not enough, jealousy, anger, whatever that fear is, right? Or whatever that limiting belief or mindset we have. A lot of it, we gained and garnered from our environments and probably specifically from our parents. Mm. So growing up, you know, if you really think about it, when you're born, you don't have any of those mindsets with you. Yeah. It's how we cultivated, how we learned. And from our parents, they were our teachers growing up, right? Whatever they said, we were taught. Whatever they fed, we, were, we ate, you know? So in turn, whatever they thought, they spoke, we, we took them in as our own fears, even mm. if it wasn't ours to begin with. But... I think we were too young to really understand that, wait, what she's saying doesn't resonate with me. But a lot of things that my parents taught me, I had to reprogram my mindset because I recognized that they were coming from such a place of scarcity. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that does not resonate with me. That is not my joy. Yeah. And um, it took a lot of work of really being very, very specific where each emotion came from and tuning into an affirmation to combat that. So a lot of things that I do is for every fear or every limiting belief that my clients have, we write the affirmation to combat and we can keep saying it because as much as we truly believe that we are not worthy and that we are not capable, we can also do the latter, right? Mm -hmm. We can believe we are capable. We can believe we are worthy. And for so long of our lives, we have trained ourselves that we weren't worthy. So how about we train ourselves that we are? Yeah, yeah. 
It's literally choosing one or the other. It's about choice. It's about literally waking up every day and saying, I have a choice mm. because we do. Yeah, we, we do. do have a choice. And it is, it is hard. I'm not saying that one day you're just going to wake up and it's going to be rainbows and butterflies. It will take time. Mm. But for me, I would rather take time really reprogramming how I choose to think and believe than suffering in my own thoughts that aren't even mine to begin with. Yeah. No, that's so good. And like, you know, like literally there's science, there's hard science behind that too. Like when we yeah. wake up every morning, because before back in the days, they, they thought our brain, it's not, they, they thought what we have is that's all we're going to get. But then science dis disproved that like we, it's neuroplasticity as in like our brain is changing our neurons are growing and unchanging oh, yeah, absolutely. and like every single morning we have all these new neurons that we wake up with which is really amazing yeah. because you have all these new neurons and depending on what you choose to think your neurons start to form you know different habits and things like that but for for us like if you're going through the same routine of same thoughts and everything and there's nothing interfering then all the new neurons it's just gonna build more of your old thoughts and more of your old emotions exactly. and everything. Yes. So every morning yes. we have a choice and we can make the decision to mm -hmm. start forming a new mindset, to start renewing your mind and transforming yeah. your life. Yes. And so, yeah. So like morning stuff and I'm, I want to ask you, so there's a couple things that, for example, for me, there's like, you know, the morning, morning routine stuff, right? There's, certain things that I ask myself in the morning and there's yes. certain things that, you know, like affirmations and things like that. And yeah. I, I want to ask you, cause I know that you have a morning routine. Like what is your morning routine and what are the things that you do? Absolutely. Um, I love that question. So the, I, I wake up at six 30 in the morning every day mm -hmm. and, um, I, I first drink a tall glass of Kangen water because I love Kangen water. I love hydrating my body with the right mm -hmm. water. And I immediately turn on a guided meditation. It's on YouTube, um, usually from Abraham Hicks. So it's just like 10 minutes, but she just amps me up. Like they're just like, it's a brand new day. It's a good day. Today's a really good day to be happy. And like, it just gets me excited. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I do other abundance meditations. And then sometimes I do an angel meditation, really trusting and surrendering that all is being taken care of. And I just like get really excited and I, I listen to um, just music that gets me mm -hmm. so excited yeah. about how life is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just get into that place of like, today's a brand new day. If yeah. this was a brand new, you know, um, portrait, like this is how I'm going to paint my day today. Mm. And I sit down and I answer all of these questions. Um, I'm not going to say all 13 of them because it's long, but kind of like, you know, what am I, what am I happy about today? How does that make me feel? What am I committed to today? How does that make me feel? If I had, if today was my last day to live, how would I live it? Like I ask these questions and it all goes back to feeling because that is how we are able to connect with who we are because feeling and mindset, it's the same thing. And feeling is energy. And with energy, that is how I'm going to attract what I want. And then just really having fun. I think a big part of manifestation that people don't recognize is that we have to have fun and we have to cultivate joy and come from mm. a place of ease. 
And I think a lot of us, we're so serious. We're like, like, well, we have to like live our best lives and like <laughs> discipline. This is so serious. And it's like, no, we're supposed to come back to our childlike selves and have fun and to really play. And that's something that I, I have really, really understood. And the more I fun and the more I play and let go of resistance, because the law of least resistance is the law of most allowance. And when I step into that realm, I always try to see where tension lies in my body and how I can, you know, get rid of that tension. Because the less resistance I'm here, the more I'm allowing all the good things that I want that I know is happening for me. And that is how I start my day. <laughs> so good. So Thank good. you. Wow. No, I think how you start your morning is so important. And, and the questions you ask yourself, I really think determines your future. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are some questions that you ask yourself? So there's a couple of things like where I have like these must habits where I tell myself, so I have like 10 things that it's like my must habits. And then like a commitment in terms of like what I'm committed to, who I'm committed to being, right? And then the questions that I ask myself. So I start off with asking, okay, who am I becoming more like today? You know, who am I becoming more like? And I start to think like, okay, what's like one ideal day in the future? Who do I want to be five years from now? Who do I want to be one year from now? And then I, and then thinking specific, like what is it that I want to have accomplished one year from now? And I wow. think it's so important to just yes. wake up and to ask myself these questions and to be like in the right mindset. It's and, so true. Yeah. I but, think a lot of people, they, they just wake up, brush their teeth, maybe eat breakfast and they go to work. And I'm like, no, oh my God, because if you really think about it, mm -hmm. 80% of your day or even more is spent on other people, serving mm. others, right? Your job, your family, your friends. So that morning and that nighttime is so important to have to yourself. Yeah, it is crucial. It is, it is. It is. after you finish your morning rituals, then you open your door and then you're like, okay, here I am to serve other people. Yeah, I think it's so important. And like, obviously, you know, it is like training. It's hard and it's challenging. And I, I think it is why it's like you're exercising and you have to build those muscles. Yes. Um, but I think it's so important, like asking yourself, and I ask myself things like, okay, why do I want that? Because mm. I have these goals, but then I think the why is like the purpose behind it. And I have to make yes. sure that there's a, I'm not, okay, I just want that because, you, you know, that's what other people want or something, you know, I have to Absolutely. know the why. And then yeah. from that, like, I think about, okay, if I want that, what kind of characteristic do I need to grow in? You know, who do I need to be in terms of, okay, do I need to grow in patience? Do I need to grow in, you know, not being lazy? Mm. Like these different things. So I think it, it is so important to have that time in the morning to get yeah. your mind in like the right mindset. Absolutely. Um, one of the questions that I actually ask myself is, what is my intention for today? Mm. And so sometimes I just have one word. Sometimes it's like to spread more love today, mm. you know, to have more fun today, yeah. um, to explore today, mm -hmm. to feel more adventurous, like, you know, to trust more, whatever that is. Um, and that is my why, you know, like, what is my intention? And then 
I do a gratitude list sometimes, or actually not sometimes, but being in gratitude really helps me with my abundance mindset. Yeah. Because like we said, having more gratitude makes your body realize you have this and you can have mm. more of that. And my morning routine, it definitely does take about an hour. Um, mm. But it's because like I, I like to give myself that time. Mm. Um, the other day, I just, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves because we're like, oh, we have to do this and that and that and that. I give myself permission now to just sit in silence or to sit and sing and just like be happy. Yes. And that is so hard for so many people. And it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, like when is no. the last time people do that? Yeah, and- no, that is so true. Yeah. And it's, it, it blows <laughs> my mind. It's baffling because it's like, there's a lot of people who are sad and obviously, you know, I think depression is like a whole nother topic, oh, but yes, there's yes. a lot of people who don't have that joy in their life. And then I asked them like, what gives you joy? And then they know what gives them joy. And then I'm like, why don't you just do more of that? You know, yep. <laughs> it's yep. honestly that simple. Just like exactly. recognize what gives you joy and just do more of that. You know, <laughs> one thing I always say, do one thing that makes you joy and just mm-hmm. keep following it. Mm. So like in every, cause you know, we can't live in our past. We can't live in our future. We have to live in the now and yeah. in the now I choose to feel joy. I choose to feel high vibes, whatever that means to me. And of course life happens. We can't always be like that. However, it's still looking from that perspective of I am whole. I am mm. full. You know, I have so much to be grateful and happy for. And this, like I always say, what is the most like amazing version of yourself? Mm. Who is amazing Amy? And like, what would amazing Amy do in this situation? And I would always say, and I would look at myself in third person. I would say, amazing Amy would do this. Amy Mm. would make her bed. Amazing Amy would sing and dance. Amazing Amy would, you know, choose to live and, and soak under the sun and go for a run and be happy. And like, you know, I, I just like, I, when I put myself into third perspective or put myself in bird's eye view, that is when I really start getting clarity because I don't let my thoughts become me. I separate it. Mm -hmm. I separate it and I see, you know, Amy and these thoughts. And then I'm like, okay, so I can choose one of these. Wow. So good. So good. I hope that made sense. (laughs) No, 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 no. I get it. I get it. And I think because oftentimes, um, it's like the thoughts that create the emotion that, that we feel in terms of fear. Because fear yeah. essentially is just the thoughts. You know, it's a, the crazy train that we hop on where it's like, oh my God, what if this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens? And we're like, oh my God, like I'm so scared of this, you know? Absolutely, right? And it's like, how do you interfere with the this mm. and this and this and this? It's like, stop. Yeah. Like I literally, when sometimes I start thinking of these like insane things, what could happen? Because our minds are, Mm-hmm. are crazy you know yeah. like we can go on forever and thinking the worst so why can't we do the opposite right mm-hmm. and and when I start spiraling I just say stop mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally like I literally say stop no that's not gonna happen like calm down yeah like assess what is going on right now I am safe I have a mm-hmm. roof over my head I am fed. I have water. I am loved. I am good. Okay. 
Um, because it's not the actual thing that is scary. It's the fear. Yeah. It's the fear of fear too. The fear of fear. Yeah, absolutely. So I think for you and I, we have really tapped into that understanding. Um, but it took time, you know, it's not like you and I were just born with this. It took time to really assess what's working Mm-hmm. and what's not serving your highest good yeah yeah so true and it's just like we have to fight for it and it's gonna be hard and like for me too so often like like I have to do things that are scary but like I now it's like okay just because it scares me don't say no to things because it's scary if it's scary it's meant for me to overcome it it's meant Absolutely. for me to face it obviously it's hard obviously like you can be anxious and scared and things like that but i think that's only how you grow through it and like you said all the pain that you you experience you grow through it um and i want to ask you you know like because this month is api heritage month yes and so you know growing up as like a korean american and how much of like our heritage and like our culture do you think affects our mindset and how we think and how we perceive this world Um, I think a lot, if we, if we really think back to scarcity mindset, um, Mm -hmm. and this is something that I can only speak as an Asian American, Mm -hmm. because I don't know anyone else's experience except for my own. But as an Asian American, um, I think that scarcity mindset is huge um, in our communities because of just what our parents had to go through, whether it was genocide, whether it was the war, you know, and, or becoming, or being immigrants, like my parents are immigrants. And so for them, joy isn't really a priority for them, right? It's survival. And like when they first came to America, you know, my dad, he was like, I had one pair of jeans and like, I had no money. You know, he started his business from scratch. And I remember, because my my dad is is not a happy man to say the least and so it's like what happened right mm. and um for him he was like i remember asking him like don't you want to be happy and he was like happy that's like a cherry on top like i i'm just trying to provide food for the table um cuz back in um uh, 2008 um, when my family was scammed, um, we lost everything, you know, like my dad didn't even make a penny. It it was so hard for our family. And, um, that really, I mean, it's a blessing in disguise because I now I really understand, um, where that comes from, but he let it really hurt him. Like he, like he let it, he, he let himself be a victim of that. And um, he let himself think like, oh, I'm a failure, even though no one else thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just seeing the way my parents decided to live their lives is so different from how I live. Um, I'm grateful for my Korean background and my culture. Um, I think because as Koreans, you know, we are so resilient. We have gone through so much. And, um, I mean, I can just say this because I am Korean, but we have so much pride. (laughs) Um, that's something that Koreans are just, yeah, it is in our blood. (laughs) 
Um, but it's like setting aside that pride, you know, really looking into our soul and just saying like, who am I? And, and, um, I think because of that scarcity mindset, we, there's so much breeding of, uh, competition Mm. and I'm very, I'm very thankful. My parents actually, they, they weren't tiger parents. Like my mom was not a tiger mom whatsoever. Um, she, she was just like, I just want you to be happy because she never grew up doing what she wanted to do. Mm. So she didn't want her kids to live that life. And, you know, cancer is also a blessing in disguise for her because now she's like doing what she wants to do. She's like studying English and like she quit her job and she's just being happy because she was like, oh my gosh, I could lose my life. Mm. And so why, why am I being miserable every day if I'm not even going to live my life any longer? And so that really put things in perspective. So now she's just like, I just want to be happy. And it's amazing. And for the first time, she's like, I want to travel. And I want to experience because uh, beforehand, she was so scared. She's like, Oh, but there's bad people everywhere. And it's like, are you going to really let that fear get to you? You know, and then I think after her seeing her children, just travel by themselves, wherever she's like, (laughs) maybe the world isn't so bad after all, maybe there is humanity. (laughs) And, and you know that that is true. There's so much humanity to go there's Um, so much love out there in the world it's amazing it is and you know something about media and the news they they cultivate so much fear Mm. uh, because people are addicted to feeling that fear and it makes me so upset because it's like why can't there just be news about joy Mm. why can't there be breaking news someone (laughs) just did such an amazing deed like you know for someone like can you imagine what life would be like if there were breaking news of just like amazing things that happened every day? <laughs> That'd that be so amazing. Right? Dude, like, I just, I just want to see more of you on TV, man. Just <laughs> if it, every show, you know, Amy's there, your smile, it would make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, I know it's a matter of time. Mm. I, I know the right role is there for me. And like, I'm not worried, you know? And I'm not saying that out of like, sounding cocky or sounding you know any of that it's just like this is my purpose like I I know I'm meant to tell stories and I'm meant to be doing this just like how someone who wants to be a lawyer they're like it's just a matter of time until I'm gonna be a lawyer you know like it's just a matter of time and every day I just wake up and I'm like I am one day closer to where I want to be ain't that a gift so yeah. good. So Which good. is why I get excited. That's why I love living every day because I'm one day closer. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I seriously cannot wait for us to be back in the same city. And Dude, this whole COVID-19 situation came at the worst time. Um, but yeah, I can't wait. Like, it'd be so fun to, to see y'all, to hang out all together. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I can't wait. Do you know when you're coming to LA, or so, have an estimated idea? Honestly, with this whole COVID nineteen situation, I'm not sure. Yeah, honestly, just taking it day by day. And right now, mm-hmm. um, just like my purpose is giving, 
you know? So yes. like, for example, I started this whole podcast so that I can give. And yeah. in the life coaching, this season during quarantine has been so amazing. Like, literally. I have been busier than ever. Yeah, man. me too. <laughs> it is. Yeah, this is like so life coaching crazy. thrive moment. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah. I know it's so crazy because like, literally, I'm getting so many client signups and yes, it's, it's amazing. But yeah. like, yeah, like, it blows my mind honestly like this this month especially may yeah all of a sudden i've been getting so many clients left and right that i'm like oh my god i'm like maxed out like i can't take any more clients you know yeah i literally i am it was actually this week where Mm -hmm. i am finding the balance on taking care of myself and taking care of others because i have to take care of myself and fill my own cup so that i can fill everybody else's cup and so i was doing like 20 to maybe 30 calls a week and I was maxed out and drained my bandwidth is just nothing and so I was like this week and and going forward only 10 calls a week that is Mm. it I am I'm giving back to myself because that is how I'm going to be a better healer a better giver and a better coach yeah no no I agree because yeah, for me, I think right now it's been so hectic that like I did, I just didn't know what to do. That I just felt so exhausted for such a long time. I feel you. But yeah, like, yeah, and like you know, I think there were just a lot of things coming up that I was really stressed out about, or just just really focused on, which is like amazing. But at the same time, you have to find that balance. Um, but I was thinking about this: how like if I if I didn't quit my job last year, if I didn't go on this journey. If I didn't learn and train myself to become a life coach last year and then to really step into this role full, like really this year, yeah, like I wouldn't be here to help these people. And like, I kid you not, like one of my clients, um, she lost her mom due to COVID-19 and now she's trying to figure out like, wow, I really want to live life doing something that I really care about. And I remember just reading that questionnaire that she wrote to sign up for coaching and I just felt like, wow, like, I can't believe I get to do this where I, because of what I did last year, I'm here to be able to serve and to be there for these people who are going through a lot of stuff with COVID-19. And I'm sure probably with you too, but like a lot of my clients, like their lives have been affected due to COVID-19. And because of that new transitions in terms of career and Mm -hmm. like, you know, things like going, navigating through like, okay, like I just lost my mom and I don't know what I, what I'm passionate about, or I don't know, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's just such an honor to be here doing what I'm doing. But I also know it, it happened because I was being obedient to that calling where I felt like God was telling me to go to really step out of the boat in faith and just walk it out without even knowing exactly what, what everything's going to be, but trusting in the journey, you know, trusting. Yeah. And, and those are some of the key elements in the law of attraction, right? You have to trust, you have to let go and, and let, and really let God take care of it because like he wants to help you. And a lot of people, like for me too, I was so like, I gotta do it. I'm the CEO of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, (laughs) but a big component is you have to trust, you have to surrender and you got to let, got to let them help you. Yeah. And 
Um, and that's actually the first thing that we talk about in Awaken Joy, your purpose, mm. why we are here. Mm. And you and I know this, but your why should make you cry. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm able to, not, not that I'm able to cry, but like I'm, that's why I, mm. I cry so easily when I talk about my purpose because I know that's real. Yeah, yeah. I know that's what I'm meant to do. And for you, you when you're tuning into that, you know that's real. Yeah, no, and, I, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and you know how real it is when things get tough. So yeah. I remember in Bali, you know, I first started off with my dog e-commerce store in Bali. And I remember just thinking like, my God, like, I don't know if this is what I want to do forever. It was just like my first next step. But I remember like sitting there in Bali and just, you know, I was watching the sunset and like, just like, I remember just looking up at the sky and things were tough. I didn't know what I needed to do. I was here in Bali and I was supposed to take this three months that I gave myself, you know, when I first went to Bali and be like, okay, if I'm not making 5k a month in my, with my business, then I'm going to come back to LA and then, or, and then by the third month, I'm going to be applying for jobs and then come back to LA and, and then just start working again. Oh so I God. gave myself three months for that. And then, you know, like a month in, one thing was like, wow, this is amazing. I love like doing my own stuff and I love this freedom. But at the same time, I was like, wow, things are really hard. I don't like things were really hard with, with the marketing part of my business and like you know, I paid money for influencers to promote and like nothing came out of it. And it's like, just like one thing after another, like business failure, failure, you know, and it's just like hard and tough. And I'm like, I don't even know if this is what I want to do. Like, and it was just so much confusion in that time. But I remember just sitting there and looking up at the sky and there was a kite in the sky, but it looked so far away. And I remember looking at that and thinking like, that looks, that feels like my dream where I see it, but it's just, it feels so far away. But then at that moment, I just started crying because I started thinking about my why, like, why am I doing this? I started thinking about my parents and I started thinking about what they went through and how much they sacrificed for me. Mm. And like, you know, like specific examples, like seeing, seeing my parents and like the, all the hard times that I, I know that, that, you know, they've gone through yeah. as immigrants coming here and I just started crying and I'm like wow I can't I can't give up you know yeah and just yeah and you really feel that in your heart where you just start to cry and I remember I I took a photo of that kite that day and I was like one day I will remember how I felt this night feeling like my dreams are so far from reach I will one day remember sitting here and crying and telling myself like wow, I cannot give up. No, you can't. And so I took that photo and I know like that moment, I will always think back, think, think back about on that, on that day when I just felt like my dreams and everything was so far away. But I know that one day I will look back and be like, wow, like all you needed to do is just really believe and keep at it, like through the hard times and like really know why you're doing what you're doing. Like exactly. And that's why it's so important to ask yourself your why every day. Mm. And I always say, put put your purpose as your focus. Mm. No matter what 
you know, no matter what these um, thoughts or whatever, that's all background noise. So whenever you are starting to get, you know, self-doubt or you start to have insecurity, that will happen. I have self-doubt every day, but it's me also choosing to see the other side. It's me acknowledging the self-doubt and being like, that's okay. And being like, this is just a thought. It does not define me. It's just another thought. And saying, I am worth my why. Like, that's why I'm here. If, if God didn't have a plan for me, then I wouldn't be here. Yeah. But it's us choosing to say yes. Yeah. And I think it is such a gift. I, I said the same thing as you, Sharon. It's like in December is when I decided to be a life coach. Mm. Three months later, COVID happened. Mm. Yeah. I, what, what, like, first of all, this is my income. So like, oh my gosh, I am so blessed that, you know, I can give during this time. And, and second, I am so blessed that I can be here for other people mm. at this time like you. And it's like, but it was taking that plunge, right? Of saying, all right, I don't know what this is going to be like, but I, I'm just going to do it. Even if you have no idea where to start, it's just by saying yes. So good. Wow. I actually, fun fact, I actually created like, pretty much my entire program in Alice's house Oh, really? when she let me stay over her house for like 10 days. Um, when I had, when I was homeless when I literally had no place to live and I was just backpacking from friends' houses and she was one of them. I remember that whole like crazy situation yeah, with the roommate, um, right? My, yeah. My roommate scammed me and, um, it was crazy. Um, and I'm, that's why I'm so glad I'm in this house. (laughs) Um, the house that I really wanted, but yeah, it's like, I, I, I can't believe in just a Mm. matter of months in half a year, I was able to change my life around. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. Do it. So true. (laughs) No, like, a year, a, a lot can happen in a year. A lot can happen in like three, six a months. Lot, like a lot does a lot. happen in a year. Yeah. yeah. Like literally this right here, this happened in a year. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you did. Like you went to Bali, you changed your life. You became a life coach yeah. and look where you are now. Oh yeah. my God. It's so incredible. So for everyone who are listening, I, it's, you know, <laughs> this is so fun. I forget that we're recording. <laughs> I, but, yeah, uh, it's like when you and I are just talking about life again. Like I know, we do. but I know you and I, we can talk. I remember there's times where we talk to like hours. After, hours. Yeah, to, we talk one day to like 2 a.m. in Ooh. LA, downtown LA. We went to that vegan little bar area. Yeah. And then we talked to like 2 a.m. or something. We talked for four hours. Um, that was the best time. Dude, yeah. I the love, food was so good, too. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, my God. We got to do it again. <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to have some amazing vegan food when you're back. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, so a final question, and this is a question that I ask everyone on my podcast. It's if you were to write a letter to the millennials, what would you write? I would write... Dear Millennial, you have one life to live. So live it. Live it to the absolute fullest because your life is a gift and this gift is your life. 
So please live it to the fullest because every day you get to choose on how you want to live it. And that's it, right? Just make it a great one. Be happy, live in your joy and do what makes you feel the most you because you've got only one life to live. So good. Amen to that. That is so good. <laughs> um, so for everyone who, who's listening, how can they find you? Where can they connect with you? I am on social media for Instagram. So you can find me at, at uh, AMI underscore park. So AMI underscore P-A-R-K. Um, shoot me a message. My email is A-M-I-J-O-P-A-R-K at gmail.com. So you can always email me. And my website is awakened-joy.com for any free inspo that you can always find over there. Awesome. Oh, Amy, I freaking love you. Thank you so much for making time. This was so much fun. And you always believe, you always make my heart feel full every single time we come together. It's just like this joy igniting together. I love it. Literally, Sharon, it's the same way. Whenever someone talks about you, they're like, oh, Sharon, just like the sun. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just true. It is really who you are. And I'm so honored to just know you. And I'm so honored to be a part of your journey and especially honored that I got to push you to go to Bali. So I will never forget that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, defining moments in my life thanks to it you is. Oh, thank you thank you guys so much for listening I hope you guys enjoyed this one if you enjoyed this episode be sure to take a screenshot share it on social media and share it with a friend who might need a little bit of an encouragement um, I hope you guys have an amazing day and see you guys in the next episode